Now, the new season of The Crown, starring Imelda Stones and as Queen Elizabeth II, brought the Latin term Annus Horribilis, meaning a horrible year, back into our vocabulary. A horrible year 2022 may have been for some celebs and musicians, but of course the opposite is true as well. For others, basically, it was a triumphant 12 months. As 2022 comes to an end, we thought we'd take a look at who enjoyed the dizzying heights of success and who suffered the ridicule of the masses, deservedly or not, over the last 365 days. So, who bet our Dan? Uh, Kate Brennan-Harding, to take us through the good, the bad and the I don't know what else necessarily. Kate, you're very <laughs> welcome back to the programme. I'd, I'd like to end with maybe some positives. So can we start with some negatives? Who had a bad year? Absolutely. Well, we start with a, a story involving omelettes in New York. <laughs> omelettes. Omelettes uh, had a bad year, did they? Omelettes, well, I think omelettes probably had a good year and certainly the restaurant owner of Balthazar, Keith McNally, has had a good year for publicly outing James Corden as um, not a very pleasant or allegedly not a very pleasant person to come into his restaurant. So James Corden was in there enjoying a lovely brunch. I believe that the place is very famous for it. And certainly, like, it's for anybody that didn't know about Balthazar, I'd say anyone going to New York is going to want to go there now out of curiosity. But um, Corden was there with his wife and a few other friends and they'd ordered uh, an egg yolk omelette so there was no egg white in it um, and obviously the server had come back three times and there was egg white in the omelette and apparently James Corden's wife is allergic to egg whites so he got very frustrated and he uh, took it out on the server and uh, basically Keith McNally who's the owner of Balthazar went to Instagram and said that uh, he thought that uh, Corden is a hugely gifted comedian but a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to my Balthazar servers since the rest restaurant opened 25 years ago so that opened the floodgates of Twitter and social media and everything else to uh, get on the 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 beating of uh, James Corden do you know what I mean so Corden then he sort of ignored it for a while it was like please let this go away I think and he sort of said that he had nothing to apologise for but then uh, a while later he'd contacted Balthazar and he'd apologised for his behaviour he said he was frustrated and he made a joke of it on his show as well and uh, he was like oh if they let me back in I'll, I'll prove that I'll be a, a better, better behaved uh, customer But that wasn't all was it there was more than that well, there was way more than that. Like, So basically, he was banned from Balthazar. Um, Keith McNally had said, no, you're not allowed to come into any of my restaurants because he's a number of restaurants. And uh, uh, anyway, there was the back and forth. And then eventually, Corden, on his own show, he said that, OK, I did uh, get frustrated and I shouldn't have behaved like that. But he still kind of didn't own it. And then there was a lot of other people coming out on Twitter saying, oh, I've experienced this with James Corden. I've experienced that with yeah. James Corden. And then actually, only recently, he was accused of robbing a Ricky Gervais um, joke which personally I'm like okay yeah he did do the joke the joke was very close to a Gervais joke but that's his writers that's not necessarily him doing it do you know what I mean okay here he is my wife explained uh, that that she has a a serious food allergy right so when everybody's meals came my wife was given the food that she was allergic to but no she hadn't taken a bite of it or anything no worries we sent it back all was good as her meal came wrong to the table the third time in the heat of the moment, I made, I made a sarcastic, rude comment, right, about cooking it myself. And it is a comment I deeply regret. Like, I understand the difficulties of being a server. I worked shifts at restaurants for years. I have, I have such respect and I value anyone that does such a job. And the team at that restaurant 
are so great. That's why I love it, then. Yeah, OK, fair enough. Right, OK, whole <laughs> being dug. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just so, I don't know, this, this whole culture uh, we live in at the moment. You shouldn't have to apologise. Move on and apologise to your man personally. And, oh, but it's, it's like, you know, it shouldn't have, personally, I think it shouldn't have gone on Instagram. I think it's obviously just, yeah, you know, a marketing ploy. But also, I will say, if you're allergic to egg whites, I'm a little bit alarmed at someone ordering egg yolks. You can't really split them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even really thought of that. OK, tell me about Kenya West. Or, uh, could oh. you make that one quick? Because we've had it so often in the last six months. I know, I know. Like, you can't really, like, there's nowhere to, to, to fully begin. Yay and his downfall. Uh, as he's known now in Paris Fashion Week he created a, a White Lives Matter t-shirt which obviously caused controversy and then uh, terribly troubling he started posting anti-Semitic rhetoric uh, beginning by suggesting P. Diddy or Diddy has been controlled by Jewish people and he was on Fox News as Tucker Carlson he had a lot of negative things to say about Black Lives Matter then JP Morgan who he banks with they actually gave him notice and they said that he would no longer be looking they would be no longer be looking after his interests with the bank uh, he lost collaborations with Gap Balenciaga, Adidas. Adidas are like, no, we're just having nothing to do with you. So he said well, he had a fortune of 1.5 billion uh, and he's lost most of it. So he's now worth 400 million, like, you know, poor him. But um, he has a most, the, the worst part recently actually is he was on conspiracy theorist Alex Jones' Info Wars and he was completely covered up all in, uh, you know, he had a mask kind of thing on mm. and he was praising Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was suspended from Twitter. I mean, he's, he's just deeply problematic and I know that people are saying oh you know he's troubled and everything but I mean you still can know the difference between praising adult Hitler and not you well know? indeed yeah so bad year for yay give us a couple of good ones will you for crying out loud ah yeah okay well I'm going to start with my favourite good one um, Bad Sisters Sharon Horgan she has had an absolutely amazing year yeah. I mean not only is she everything's producing she seems to be turning to gold and also she signed an amazing deal with Apple where they get first refusal on anything that she writes or produces um, but obviously Bad Sisters came out a couple of months ago uh, set in Ireland making Dublin look absolutely beautiful and parts of Wicklow look beautiful the only the only gripe I had about it was that I didn't understand why they lived on the north side and were swimming in the 40 foot but that's only Yeah the 40 foot and the south side and the Holt and all that looked fantastic with all the aerial shots etc They look absolutely The houses are amazing Beautiful. I mean, I want that life. But yeah. um, Sharon Horgan stars in it herself, obviously, with Sarah Green, Eve Houston, Eva Brissel, and Amory Duff. They're all siblings, and uh, it like oh my god, I absolutely loved it. And what I loved about it, the the cast of sisters, each one of them had a brilliant character. Their yeah, closeness. when they were on screen together, that was the best yeah. bits of the program. Magic yeah. and the crack and very yeah. Irish kind yeah. of Irish yeah. isms, and especially as I think you know, the it's translated from a European TV show, and it translates so well Sharon has captured it so well but um, I also love that it became an event I like that it was released once a week and so you could sit down and it was like this moment of oh Bad Sisters is out and everybody was talking about it in the office or everybody was talking about it at home um, or you were doing that thing where you secretly watched the episode as soon as it was released and pretended as I did to my mum that I hadn't seen it <laughs> but uh, I think an absolutely amazing amazing uh, year for Sharon Horgan It was indeed here I'll give you a little blast of that hold on That cat is responsible for most fatal mushroom poisonings. The extraction of toxins can be done through liquid fungal cultures. I don't even know what that means. The principal toxic constituent is amanitin, which causes liver and kidney failure that can be fatal. Can. Will. If we extract enough, one of these little bad boys will kill you. But how? How do we do that? These library books. You know there'll be a record of what you borrowed? No, there won't. I stole them. You stole books from a library? 
Right, okay, Sharon Horgan <laughs> and friends, in other words, yeah, right, indeed. And uh, of course, Dervla Walsh from Turbo Curry uh, directing a lot of those things too and done a brilliant job on it. And there's going to be a Bad Sisters too. And in fact, I saw Sharon Horgan the other day on, uh, what do you call her? On, uh, oh God, I keep, Amanpour on CNN. Oh like, yeah. You know, she got about two words in because normally Amanpour's questions go on for two hours. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Give us another um, happy one or a good one. Uh, a happy one. Well, I think this is brilliant. Uh, 37 years after its release, Kate Bush uh, oh, entered right, yeah. the UK number one charts with Running Up That Hill because Stranger Things uh, season four came out. And in the first episode, uh, you see the character Max Mayfield listens to the song on her Walkman. And then, you know, if anyone hasn't seen it, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a very pivotal and powerful scene that happens in the series. And uh, Running Up That Hill gets louder and louder and louder as the scene goes on. And uh, it was fascinating because the day before uh, Netflix released um, Stranger Things, you know, Running Up That Hill had various, obviously lots of people listened to it, but it increased uh, the following day by 9,900%, which is mad. Like, it's an amazing figure. But it shows the power of, you know, uh, soundtracking and making music or putting music, especially older music, uh, onto soundtracks because yeah, they I get saw totally the first reintegrated. Season, yeah, I saw the first season of uh, Stranger Things. Is this the third season or the second one? I never went any this is the This is the fourth season. Oh, fourth, is it? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, and um, I have to say now, I'm a bit of a wuss. I find it very difficult to watch, but um, I did watch that scene and it was amazing. Oh, because I I was hear, like, Why is everyone requesting running up that hill? I can show you something, but I can play you something. I mean, you know, it's such a great series. I thought that the track would get some attention, mm. but um, I just never imagined that it would be anything like this. It's, um, it, well, it's just, uh, it's so exciting, yes. um, but it's quite shocking, really, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> the whole world's gone mad. The whole world's gone mad. That's <laughs> Kate Bush. She doesn't do many interviews, and there she is talking about it there in terms of the whole world going mad indeed. Let's go back to the bad world. Okay, the bad world. Give us some baddies. Uh, well, Will Smith... Um, I've, you know, March uh, this year, I mean, I feel like this year has, has sort of morphed into something because I'm like, was that in March? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Oscars happened and uh, anybody watching the Oscars, or I was on Twitter at the time and I don't watch them, but I suddenly was very interested because he had stood up and he got up on stage and he slapped the presenter of the Oscars, Chris Rock, across the face. Um, some people thought that it might have been a stunt or a stage, but then he went back down and sat down and he kept shouting um, kind of obscenities at uh, Rock because Rock had made a joke at the expense of Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, So, you know, very, very awkward then because he went on to um, win the Oscar for his performance as Richard uh, Williams in King Richard. Um, The Academy, since a month later, they they met up and they banned him from uh, going to any other events at the Oscars or any events run by the Academy for a decade. So it was a bad year for him and he's, you know, Mm. he's uh, started sort of, he's obviously, he's doing the the movie rounds, the junket rounds because he's a new movie out called 
emancipation and uh, he said you know he fully understands that people are not ready to have him back but he doesn't want to penalise the work of others on his new film so very controversial and certainly a lack of judgement or lack oh, of judgement from him you know a bit of a temper to say the least I mean yeah. it, 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 the, those Oscars have been remembered for a hundred years for this here I'll give you a bit Dude, yeah, it was a GI Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? Wow, it's kind of sad, really. I mean, it was really, really is. It's just pathetic. yeah. Okay, give us somebody else who's bad. Uh, okay, well, I don't know if they're bad, but certainly at the beginning of the year, Adele, uh, without it was less actually than 24 hours notice, so she was about to begin a series of shows at Caesar's Palace very publicised for the last number of years people had uh, flown in you know obviously it's in Vegas and uh, she cancelled the series 24 hours before uh, it was going on so obviously these fans had arrived into Vegas they were like it spent an awful lot of money um, so she took to Instagram and she sort of te- tearfully explained that there was complications around the show and that Covid was a factor and there was various things that made her make the decision but it since turns out that it's actually she was probably really unhappy with the set design um, and I mean there was obviously COVID implications as well but she just really wasn't happy with the with the show she was going to put on so I think that she got a lot of backlash for it and rightly so in terms of the volume of money that people would have spent but uh, she then um, she has I mean she's now doing the shows with a redesigned set and uh, obviously yeah. filling them I out I mean you've got to weekend. remember something or she should remember something that like one thing about Vegas is a lot of people fly into Vegas just for these kind of things and exactly. they come from Europe I'll tell you what we'll have a party or we'll have a holiday for two weeks and we'll go to the Adele thing let's all go to America so yeah. Whoops! Off. Yeah, I mean, I must. I, I think there's something. Fame. It's not an easy one. It's not an easy one for Adele. She's just so incredibly famous these days. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. Here, she I'll, is. I'll give you a bit of this. I'm so sorry, but um, my show ain't ready. We've tried absolutely everything that we can to put it together in time and for it to be good enough for you, but we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. And I can't give you what I have right now. Um, and I'm gutted. I'm gutted. And I'm sorry it's so last minute. Okay, that is Adele. Give us some good ones, for God's sake. <laughs> okay, well, we've had Bad Sisters and we had um, uh, we had uh, Rihanna, but uh, Joe Lysett, I mean, it's an interesting one. So it's been a very good year for him in terms of, you know, he's uh, critical of the Tory government in England and he's, you know, very out there in terms of an activist with his comedy. I think he's a very, very funny guy. Obviously, that's where he's got his, he's, that's his career. But uh, the very controversial World Cup in Qatar, just ahead of that, uh, Lysett called out David Beckham and he said, um, he basically challenged David Beckham uh, to, you know, talk about the fact that he was um, being paid possibly £10 million as an ambassador for the event. Uh, He wanted um, Beckham to, you know, take ownership, I guess, because Beckham is a gay icon and uh, Lysett felt that he should not be supporting an event in a country that has been voted one of the worst places in the world to be gay. Um, So he said to, uh, he went on, uh, he released all these videos and he said that if he didn't stand down from his support of Qatar, he would shred £10,000 of his own money, which was 1000 for every million Beckham was 
reportedly making. So Beckham didn't reply by the deadline and uh, that meant that Lys had stuck to his word and he shredded the money on a live video. Uh, I saw the video, I think most a lot of people have seen the video. Um, now there was a little bit where I was like, I hope that isn't real money and he has actually donated the money to LGBT charities. Mm. But uh, he did reveal that it was a hoax and he had donated the money. So that well, was here, good. I'll give you a bit of that Beckham ultimatum. You've always yes. talked about the power of football as a force for good which suggests to me that you've never seen West Brom. But generally, I agree. So with that in mind, I'm giving you a choice. If you end your relationship with Qatar, I'll donate this 10 grand of my own money, that's a grand for every million you're reportedly getting, to charities that support queer people in football. However, if you do not, at midday next Sunday, I will throw this money into a shredder just before the opening ceremony of the World Cup and stream it live on a website I've registered called benderslightbeckham.com. <laughs> Not just the money, but also your status as a gay icon will be shredded. Indeed, and also, of course, as you know, like he was, um, he left people very funny and they thought it was brilliant when he was talking to, what was it, Laura Kunzenberg on, on, the, on the BBC Politics show? Yeah, he was, um, he was incredibly funny because he was pretending to be a right-wing person yeah. um, but also then he was uh, he was openly critical as well about uh, Liz Truss's position as the leadership race came to an end over there for yeah, the Tory party I'll give you a bit of that yeah I'm yeah. actually very right wing and I loved it I thought she was very clear she gave great clear answers I know exactly what she's up to and I think she's uh, most people watching at home who are worried about their bills are going to feel I'm not being sarcastic she said that there was a big package of help coming this week yeah. for people to help she pay was very their clear bills. what she said and I, I, I think you know exactly what's going to happen I think you're reassured I'm reassured are you reassured? Well, Emily Thornberry so you're smart there she might be Bare able to Janet I think you know the haters will say that you've had 12 years of the Tories and that we're sort of at the dregs of what they've got available and that Liz Truss is sort of like the backwash of the available MPs. I wouldn't say that because I'm incredibly right-wing, but <laughs> some people might say that. Right, OK. Joe Lyster, OK. I think some people... Yeah, all right. Anyway, brilliant. He, he's, he is very good, isn't he? No, no, he no. is. Do you, ever hear, very... you ever see him do the one about getting the parking ticket thing? It's no, anyway, I haven't. Very good. Anyway, let's go on. Give us one of each again. Good okay, and bad. So, so uh, a bad year, definitely, for Olivia Wilde. Uh, she directed and made Don't Worry, Darling, and that uh, entire movie seems to have been all about the worry and the drama outside of it. Um, her relationship with Harry Styles meant that like, she had the world's attention because obviously I think he's one of the, he is the biggest pop star in the world at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, at the making of that, uh, or sorry, at a press release, she was served custody papers on stage in front of 3,000 people. Her ex is Jason Sudeikis and, you know, obviously they have a, a big split going on. Um, and then at the Don't Worry Darling premiere at the Venice Film Festival, it was all kinds of chaos because Harry Styles obviously starred in the movie. He comes in, he's not sitting beside Wilde. It was some sort of, you know, oh, they're they're there in terms of the movie and, you know, they're yeah. not there as a couple. And uh, instead then a video went kind of viral, uh, which was suggesting that Harry Styles had spat on Chris Pine's lap, which was beside them, because yeah. uh, they were sitting beside each other. Not true. And, no, absolutely not true. But it was just amazing the power of of social media and what it did. You know, look, did he do that? Did he not do that? So the whole thing has been mired in controversy. And then uh, former nanny of Sadiqas and um, Olivia Wilde, she actually gave an interview to the Daily Mail. Now, that has all been deleted and it has been, I'd say, you know, it's just yeah. hearsay. But um, she uh, sort of 
spilt the beans so to speak on that relationship and in fairness now Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde both came out together with a joint statement saying that it was absolutely ludicrous um, and also then Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles relationship ended so yeah. just completely completely but Sudeikis uh, 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 serving the papers while she's on stage is that is that him being really horrible or somebody else being very opportunistic I don't know. So he said that he he claims that he had no idea that that was going yeah, to happen to yeah, her. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's it's, it's hard to believe really, that he would actually do something like that, though. Really. It is. It yeah. is. I mean, it was a horrible thing for anybody, and it's like yeah. you know, they're private matters, and you know, the public yeah. are. I did involved say we're going to end on a good note, so give me a good one. Okay, well, um, we'll go to will we go to an Irish one. Um, I yeah. think it's been an incredibly good year for Jessie Buckley. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, because you know she released a stunning album with uh, Bernard Butler for all our days that tear the heart. Um, it's absolutely beautiful, beautiful um, album. Uh, she won an Olivia Award for the Best Actress following her role in Sally Bowles and Cabaret. Um, so she's like multi talented. Um, the album was um, nominated for a Mercury Music Prize, and I think that that uh, I mean some people could say oh prizes and lists and everything are not important but sometimes it's a really good recognition of something that was brilliant now she lost they didn't win that Little Sims one um, which mm. for me was actually one of the best albums in I think decades but uh, I think it's been a brilliant year for her showcasing her talent and obviously performing live as well and all together now was brilliant too Right, and as it says here in the Irish Examiner on that on that album, dark and mysterious record that gives up its secrets reluctantly and which demands earnest engagement and a willingness mm. to delve deep. And you have delved deep on that. Just finally, very briefly, tell us about the um, Kate Brennan Harding, Graham Smith on the road stuff on Stephen's evening. Oh, brilliant. Um, so myself and Graham Smith have a five-part series happening. Uh, it starts on the uh, 26th of December, so Stephen's night at six o'clock. So it's an hour every single night. And what we did is uh, I had um, took 2FM Rising on the road. So we went to venues in Limerick and Dublin and in Sligo. And we brought acts from the Rising list, uh, either from this year or from uh, previous Rising lists. And we had a big party in each venue. And it was absolutely wonderful. So we recorded all of that. Like there's music from Laboom, there's music from Thumper, music from Sophie Dollar. So myself and Graham are weaving those together and we have Tracy Clifford on the show as well nightly and it's a celebration of 2FM Rising over the last sort of five years. So I'm really excited for that. So the time at nights? 6 o'clock 6pm ok 6pm it is just after Christmas in other words St Stephen's Day which would be Monday week etc yes alright listen thanks a million Kate um, happy Christmas to you Kate Brennan Harding it is and Graham and yourself I presume you enjoyed the road did you we did we loved it following following on your lead for many years (laughs) indeed listen thanks a million Kate good luck happy Christmas bye Bye. Dave Fanning on 2FM